before you stick this in your ears. Know this. The content presented in this show is designed for a mature audience with a functioning sense of humor. If you are not an adult, are easily offended, or take life too seriously, this is not the show for you. For everyone else... Oh my... Welcome to the Nice Story Podcast. Oh! This would be episode number... We're just going to call this one Controlled Chaos. <laughs> so in the studio today, we have Dr. John Towers, Jessica McHugh. She's not talking. She's shitting. She sucks. She's, she's quiet. She's very quiet. Nelson W. Piles. No. No. And we have no idea what we're doing, except we have booze. But we're doing it. That's right. Oh, we're like, we're like all in here. We're like totally doing it. No, now that everything's playing, I don't want to talk anymore. Yeah, right. Let's go home. We're going to a diner right now. So we are fresh from uh, Horror Realm. Horror Realm? Horror Realm? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. God. So uh, how did it go today? Today was your, was your first full day. You had a bunch of people stop by and try to buy the books. Fun. You sold out of pens, didn't you? I did sell out of pens. So How many pens did you have? Uh-oh. What kind of pens did you have? Oh, oh pens! Your book, pens! <laughs> yes. Bum, 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 I had pens, too. But... You were using those to sign the books with. Yeah, I was. I, I, I signed a lot of pens with pens, absolutely. <laughs> I bought a copy of pens. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have Whose thighs on that cover? Not mine, absolutely. <laughs> but it is my hand. <laughs> well, well. Hey, is there a hand? I, I didn't. I didn't notice the hand on the cover. <laughs> it's right between the thighs. You know? uh, <laughs> it's it's implied. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, had no, I had no clue whose thighs those are, but I thank them um, for opening uh, my book up to the public and really giving for them a wide view. <laughs> of what pins is all about. <laughs> Even though it's a little bit of a hairy situation sometimes, I think that it really, you know, whets uh, the audience's appetite. It gets them going. It gets their motor running. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good point to open, spread the book open. Yes. Right. Put your face right Put your face right in there. Stick your nose in. And Just get bury going. yourself right in that book. Yes. You know, I, buried, I buried my nose into that book. Right from start in to the middle of those pages. Awesome. Just spread it wide. Do you, do you keep coming back to that book? <laughs> again and again? <laughs> Multiple times? <laughs> Is it good it for a second a read? <laughs> you really derive so much pleasure from that book. Uh, you know, well, you never have to fake how much you're you'll, Yeah, You'll be banging your head off the headboard. <laughs> it's so good. Do you, do, you, do you read it in bed or over a table or in the bathroom you or on the top of the washing machine? You just need to, you know, <laughs> sit down and bang it out. Yeah. Right yeah. in one sitting, you know. Well, just keep going until you're done. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how tight. You get her if your yeah, neck hurts. Just no, keep going. Just, just keep, just keep on. Just keep on pumping through it. I saw lots of people fingering through the book. <laughs> you know, that's what I do whenever I lose. Whenever I have to do something else for a moment, is I stick my finger in it so I don't lose yeah, my place. It is tongue in cheek at times. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> 
they're wow. talking sexy talk. <laughs> what, what were we talking about? I think that, that was a record for the, the most euphemism. <laughs> and, and, and each one of those is in the book. Absolutely. And if I it's think, not, you can put them in. You can if, put it in there yourself. You really do want just to stick it in there. This book. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Don't just fuck the book, Don't okay? Just spread it open and fuck the book. That's what we're saying. And make sure then I'll sign it. Make sure yes. you got your little hand lotion, man. Yeah. <laughs> so really, the book is very deep. And, and yeah, it is. It's very close to my heart and soul and my vagina. Whoa, hey now. <laughs> on, page, on page like 120, I think your ovaries are like right there. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just scooped them out and just flopped them onto the page. Yeah, there I we really go. put myself into this book. I, when I said I wasn't having children, I was serious about it because it you had a paper cut. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think uh, that book, uh, I was going to read it, but I just fucked it instead. <laughs> it was very sexy. I saw that leg on the front, and I said, well, I'm going to be in the bathroom for about two minutes or so. Plus, you just saw the word Coke written in the book and tried yeah. to snort the word off. Right. Snort it right off. Of it. Oh, that feels great. It's Jesus right there. I feel God. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, other people have written books in this room that aren't <laughs> don't have a title. Uh, <laughs> well, who would want to read those? <laughs> Nelson, your book has a vagina in it, doesn't it? Uh, it's attached to one of your characters. I don't think you talk about does it. it have any, does it have any speaking parts? It, I don't know. I don't think it has. <laughs> it, it, there's someone in the book that wishes it did. Hi, everybody. How are you? Oh, oh hi. <laughs> that is I'm not gonna, what my vagina sounds like. Maybe that's my, what it is. We need to research women a lot. My vagina kind of sounds like Mickey Mouse, I guess. Yeah. Hi, Do you have a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> My vagina. Oh, no. Please talk about your book. <laughs> yeah, so far, I don't think I can air any of this. <laughs> you have to air out the vagina sometimes. <laughs> uh, maybe, that's where, maybe that's where Stitch went, was you get, into pins. You get one yeah. of those. <laughs> that's true. That could be. If I open up the book and on page 50, Stitch is there right uh, doing something, right. <laughs> then I'll know. Uh, you know, that's where demons like to go, is into pins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was I was so I was so disheartened when Stitch got lost because I did I, I actually kind of wanted to make more of them. I'm like, oh, well, you can make an army of them. Who wouldn't want their own? Who wouldn't want their own army of demons? <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Yeah, I mean, people people were like, oh, he looks really cool. Like, you know, are you gonna make more of them? I'm like, yeah, I'll make more Stitch. Sure, and then you can still make more. Could you have a whole family of Stitches? That's yeah, maybe Stitches, know. bitches. <laughs> Stitches, bitches. Stitches well, I saw, like the I, I saw I saw something on on uh, TV the other day. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, his little clot of flight of uh, fans call themselves Cumberbitches. Yeah, I'm like that's fucking gold. That <laughs> is awesome. And then he went on to do like the most spot on uh, Alan Rickman impression ever. I'm like, oh. man, this guy's just fucking awesome. Is it bad? For those who don't know, who is Alan Rickman? That would be one of the one of the. Is that a cue to do an Alan Rickman impression? Please, I don't do an Alan Rickman impression. Try. Yippee, yippee, kaye, marafa. I feel like you have to like. 
Yeah, let's 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 give Nelson a new impression. Yep. <laughs> because you because you twitch each doll. No, I can't do it. <laughs> no, I did a Professor Farnsworth impression once perfectly. Once. Like when I wasn't trying to and I had never been able to replicate it. You you shouldn't do Professor Farnsworth. But it happened. A friend of mine did Professor Farnsworth. I was trying to do it. Once. Once. <laughs> you know that. That's from Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> the movie you were just recently exposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. My mother tried to shoot me once. Once. <laughs> so what did you think of Johnny Dangerously? I don't remember too much except that Michael Keaton is the shit, but I knew that before. <laughs> I remember when they were I like, doing I that was like, I was watching it and I'm like, what is this movie? This is amazing. This is so funny. And I had no idea it existed. I, your, your mother's going to have to have surgery, Johnny. The only thing I remember from it is when they're escaping from prison and they keep ripping the wallpaper off the car. Yes. <laughs> like with other wallpaper underneath it. That was going to be for the baby's room. <laughs> I, I also might have been drinking during it. So yeah, that helps. That's usually when we tend to watch movies like that. That just what happened? Was it just on TV? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because like I just put it on. Like, what's this movie? And Dave's like, this is one of the best movies ever. What? You've never seen this movie? Ah!" Like, who had had the? uh, I think it was pissing at Bob. Like, he pulls out his gun and he's like, hey, nice gun. Yeah, shoots through schools. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a, a cult. 50, I don't know, I can't remember what it was. It looked like a 40. A Magnum, Magnum, something, something. It shoots through skulls. I've still never seen Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, that's, that's sad. I know, right? Yeah. I'm very sad. Have you ever tried to explain Buckaroo Bonsai to someone who doesn't know it exists? Impossible. This is scientist. He's a rock star. He's he's fucking awesome. And you're like. He sold me on Robocop. Yeah. And like, he told a story that does not exist in Robocop. He told me that Robocop. Yeah, he told me that it... We should mention Dave's in the studio, yeah, too. He's not mic'd or, or, or earplugged, but, but he's here. He he, uh, he told me that... He told all about Robocop was like the story of this man's struggle coming to terms with the fact that he was half man, half... That, that takes place in the movie. That's I know, but he, likes it. He, he pointed out the scene where he's looking in the mirror. He's like... And like he's like the Nelson Mandela of cyborgs. The way he described it, I was like, that sounds like a touching story. One man. One way, one desire. Coming this fall, RoboCop, a man on a mission with a broken heart. When he looks in the mirror, he feels sad. You're like, all right, so it's this rocket scientist, rock star, and he's fighting all these aliens, and all the aliens' first names are John, and they have a second last name, and they're two different races of aliens. There's good aliens. Isn't John Lithgow alien? in that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like one of the one of the lead bad guys, right? Yeah, he, yeah he's uh, Dr. Lazardo. That's it. I don't know how that's, I remember that. I haven't seen that's it since I'm like 13 years old. <laughs> well, I, I he watches it every Sunday. Watch RoboCop. I ended up in tears because of the guy that gets like eaten by the toxic wave. Oh, yeah. Terrified me so much, I turned on the couch and just started tearing <laughs> up and being like, tell me when it's over, tell me when it's over. I was like 29. You're like, yeah. They killed Red like Foreman. Yeah, that made me sad, too. Do not, do not mess with Red Foreman. Seriously. Although he is kind of evil, the first thing I... Yeah. Much everything he's, else is yeah. evil. Yeah. Like, he's you know, so, you have time to kill. He's like the head of the Ku Klux Klan. He's such a badass, though. And, um, what was the other one? Oh, he's like freaking. Oh, Dead Poet Society. He's like Neil's evil dad that doesn't understand that he wants to do theater. 
<laughs> yes. But he is a badass. Like, I love it when he takes his gum out and sticks it on the, the chick's name tag oh. or nameplate on her desk. <laughs> when I get done with my meeting, I might have some time to fit you in or voice or whatever. <laughs> or fit in you. Yeah. Whoa, hey now. We're talking about pins again. Whoa. Hey now. We just said fuck a book earlier. We, we can't have language like this. So, so I'm curious, uh, Jessica, this is your first convention, right? Yeah. What are your uh, thoughts about it? Uh, oh my god, it's been so much fun. Like, I've seriously been having the best time ever. Um, it's really not that different from anything else. That, like festi- I've done, like, you know, book festivals. Oh, yeah. Plus, this is technically, the, like, the first convention, but it's really not all that different, but as I understand it, this is the smaller version of Horror Realm, so I I hope to come again in in August and and see the bigger version, but so far... She wants to come again in August. I want to come again when it's bigger. I've been having. I'm sorry. Why don't you get me down in the gutter? It's very hard to get me back down. There. I'm only, it's like I'm out there with the rac- with the raccoons now. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm really. I, I've, I've been having a, a really awesome time just meeting people. I hear you like interacting with the fans and stuff. It sounds like you're having a good time. Yeah, I love. I do. I, I just love hanging out, and I just love when someone comes to the table and you know I try to like pitch my book, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I bought that last year," and I'm like, "That's so well, awesome!" Yay! Yeah. Yay! Did you read it? It's sitting on your desk. Oh, like, <laughs> Thanks for helping me pay my bills. Right? Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, what, you know, I saw you signing some books today, and you have really bad handwriting. I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> yeah, I, I read mine. I'm like, what did she write in the book? I have terrible. One of the girls, I, I wrote her name, and it looked really, it was like Patricia, and I really messed it up, like, just like, with my handwriting, and I wrote, I wrote, I didn't misspell your name, I'm just terrible. Now, that, <laughs> that's almost as good as thinking ink. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then I wrote Thinking Ink underneath it, of course. It's like two, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. sorry about my handwriting. Is that like your, uh, is that what you write? Like, Thinking Ink is like what, Thinkin', that's yeah. your Thinkin thing? Thinking Ink is like my, my trademark, even though I thought about having a trademark yeah. at one time, but then it, I looked at the page, and the page was really long with its instructions, and I was like, fuck that, and I just played Angry Birds. <laughs> did you, did you get the domain? No, there was already one, I think, already, but... Jerks. Yeah, I think, yeah, but I, I was like, eh, whatever, Think and Ink, it's really not all that now, creative. That's, some, that's something that I have a hard time with. I never know how to sign anything. Yeah. Nelson, do you have, like, a canned kind of thing that you write? No, I, you know, I... No, because... <laughs> no, no, yeah, man. No. Well, no, I, I just, I mean, I don't have the the attention span to, to really come up with, I mean... For for uh, like a good tagline, like if uh, if somebody's signing something for me and they ask me what my name is, you know, if, if they write like the same, like you know, Nelson Key Brocken, you know, uh, Rocking in the Free World, Gina Bromelitz, you know, or, <laughs> you know, I just like you know, I usually just say thank you for your excellent choice. Oh, you know? nice, yeah. And it's like I hope you enjoy it. And, I, I don't have anything that I write. It, when I, when I, uh, I used to do indie professional wrestling, and when I signed autographs as a wrestler, I'd write like, you only got one shot, kid, kick him as hard as you can, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I haven't like yet found anything. So like, I'm like, I'm the, like the overly like, thank you guy. I'm like, thanks for all your support. You know, like that's I wind up doing something lame like that. Well, I don't think you know. I, I, honestly, though, good stuff. I don't. Th- I don't think that's lame, though. I mean, 
you know, if, if, if you mean it, I mean, you come I mean, I've seen you interacting with people and signing stuff, and you're a pretty sincere guy. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I'm not laughing at John. I'm laughing, laughing at Jessica's reaction to me pouring scotch in her Coke. <laughs> She's like, you like, what, you, you pour it in a shoe first? Or you, you, got, you got my scotch in your Coke. You got my Coke in your scotch. You got your, you got your who on my ass. Tastes like plant My drink tastes like grandpa. That's hilarious. <laughs> you gotta get Dave up on it. He's like, he's, like, he's like, like all the things that you can't hear Dave saying are the funniest shit in the world. I, I do not understand why we don't have like a reality show. Our houses, we like. I I feel like our entire lives are like. About half as bad as the people, the gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But I feel like our our conversations really go that way all the time. Well, you know what's interesting is it's it's actually the first time that I have a writer and their spouse in the studio. Uh, it's scary. So, okay. so don't ask yeah. him questions, please. So I'm curious. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm curious. What's what's uh, what's what's that like? What's that like living with a writer? Uh, normal? Normal? No, that's not true. <laughs> She's normal? like, normal. she called bullshit on you. It's <laughs> <laughs> normal to him now. Yeah. I mean, what, what do I have to compare it to? Yeah. <laughs> you watch what? Netflix in, in binge sittings like every other normal... Yeah, that sounds normal. Yeah. Right? Except but I'm writing. Except you're writing the entire time. Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, Is he your first reader? Uh, no, no, not usually, not usually. Sometimes I'll. Uh, if He's like, I don't read any of your stuff. If it, if it doesn't have any like cocks in it, <laughs> then he um, doesn't want to touch it. Yeah, I no, understand. I, I, yeah, That's the way I, I would feel I too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to touch anything that doesn't have a cock. Like a short story to read over yeah. before I. Uh, yeah, you, me you. Oh, you read Maiden Voyage before mm-hmm. I before I sent it out. So I mean. Yeah, he's definitely he helps me out, but I, I I gauge. I know what he doesn't want to read. Like I, I know he doesn't he doesn't want to read some of the more uh, risque stuff, and that's totally cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I think the first one was from the Herald's Read. Uh, you said straight up, I do not want to read that book. Yeah, and it has gotten so much worse since from the Herald's Read. I like my writing has gotten so much more. You're just like, raunchier and raunchier. Yeah, way like way raunchier because I'm like just you know I'm I'm having just having fun. Yeah. You know, one year, you know, it might be another year soon where I'm just like, now I'm just going to write nice stuff. Yeah. You know, I just go through little phases for an entire year. I wrote horror flash fiction all year for yeah. every holiday. How do you define flash fiction? Because that's kind of a newer genre, isn't it? Yeah, short and sweet, and, or not so sweet. Um, it really depends. I think the upward is like a thousand words. Yeah, I think it's a how they define like it. So but like I used to try to just write the shortest I could write. Yeah. And I did a thing like for an entire year where every holiday I would sit down and write a holiday, like an, as many flash stories as I could in that holiday. They would usually kind of be like a horror with a little joke. Or a pun, yeah. or something like that. So they really wouldn't be full stories, but you know they were enough to give you a little sense of the story, just as short as I could. One of my favorites was Thanksgiving because we sat down, we watched the Macy's Day Parade, and I just wrote so many flash stories about kids getting trampled, yeah. <laughs> like running out to see Buzz Lightyear and then getting trampled by the people that run, like holding Buzz Lightyear, and he's just like little kids, like. <laughs> 
to infinity and <laughs> beyond yeah. the grave. Yeah. It was, just like, it was just, you know, I haven't really done anything. They were just for posting on my Facebook page. It was kind of just a way for people to escape their horrible yeah. holiday experiences by going over to my page and having something a little funny and cute to laugh at. It's just fun. Yeah. So, flash fiction is fun, but it is very hard. Did you ever do, like, the, like the Twitter... I have done it a couple of times, but I I tend to forget about Twitter a lot. I used to do it a couple years ago. I used to be way into the word games and stuff on Twitter, and I I totally got out of it. Uh, My Vogon Poetry is the... (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a guy's name on Twitter. He's, like, the best person to follow. He, He does, like, the most fun Twitter games with, like, hashtags where it's, like... You know, unexpected restaurants and stuff like that. You just have to think of something funny. Yeah. I officially retired after the was it Sesame Street Oasis mansion. Oh yeah. I think he did a uh, nicer horror movies. Yeah. Like titles for nicer horror movies, like you know, the Humane Centipede, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we're playing, yeah, we're playing that game. I, yeah, I love. Uh, yeah, he just posted. It was like Valentine's Day, and it was like. My valentine to you is I just wrote some bad Vogon poetry and I'm not going to share it. <laughs> what about you, Nelson? Flashback? Um, I, you know, I when it when when it started getting uh, a little bit more steam, I, I took like you know it was like flash fiction. I'm like, yeah, it's a hundred word limit. I'm like, well, that's kind of limiting. But I'm, I, as I as I get older and. I like it. I, I, I've just, this is, well, last year was the, the year I really started uh, experimenting with it. And when we had the retreat, you know, we had to write, uh, what was our cap on that? It was like 500 words. 500. And we, we went to a writer's retreat. Yeah, let's, because you, both you guys, both you guys <laughs> have been published by Postmortem that Press. That was the shit. Yeah, was the retreat was the shit. And so last year, uh, the Postmortem guys had you go to, like, a writer's retreat with all their writers, I guess, right? Yeah, and uh, there, there was a cut, there was, running throughout the whole weekend was a contest, and it was kind of like chopped on the Food Network, um, and you were given a scenario, and said, okay, write a story. Okay. And it had to have the certain elements, and you had a 500 board cap, so it was like a flash fiction elimination contest, and I'd never done it before, and I thought it was really cool, because you, you get really, get a good head of steam going, it's like, wait. I've got 600 words. I got to chop 100 words out for this and still make it readable and enjoyable. And you know, as, as it was a great creative challenge. Yeah. And we kept running it the whole weekend. And the best thing in my mind is a deadline. <clears throat> like a deadline is so great. A yeah. deadline forces you to do the work you need to do. Right. Yeah. And you can't. You can't, especially in something like that where you'd have to write it in the night. It's like, oh, I'd much rather go outside and drink a beer. No, because I have to get this done. Then I get to drink the beer afterwards. Or I can drink a beer during. I can drink a beer during and drink one afterwards. My, my, my process is kind of like, I just keep rewriting and rewriting and working on it until my deadline. And then I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I gotta let it go now. You know, I see I'm, yeah. I'm Or you can George Lucas it. <laughs> yeah. I tend to, like, do it until, like, you know, it, I'll do it a week until the deadline. Stop. And then, like, maybe the day before I want to submit it, read it again. Yeah, I, I, I'm finding that the older I get, I do the best work with a gun on my head, literally. 
I'm serious. It's I mean, true. Because, I mean, at this, I mean, as you get older. Are you a procrastinator? <laughs> no, no, not really. But, I mean, as I like. Older, it gives like, you a goal to I shoot do for, I guess. If I do this quicker. Right, exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, it helps. It, it really does help you multiply. Yeah. So, like, okay, you can only devote two hours to this, and this is where you need to get to. And you're yeah. like, what? You know, I mean, well, you, have the, things, you have the fight, the family dynamic you have to work around. Well, right. I mean, and that's yeah. that's a constant challenge. So, like, like I do with with uh, the Wicked Library, I have to produce a full, yeah. recorded, edited, ready to put up by no later than Friday morning every week. You know, tomorrow. You know, tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, I. You know, my wife is gonna be going to work for the bulk of the day, so it's me and the two girls. You know, I gotta bang out an episode that I don't want them to hear, uh-huh. and not have you know like little kid stuff in the background. You know, like daddy, it's like, you know, and, you know, and I, <laughs> I can't be like, shut the fuck up, daddy's so doing his shit. No, yeah. it, it should be like way of everyone who listens to Wicked, to the Wicked Library, which if you're not listening to it, you should be absolutely. Um, Thank you. It, it is. That just should make you appreciate it all the more. How much effort he puts into it. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I know I've, I've listened to a bunch of episodes, and especially uh, the, the Chris Massacre episode, which was, you know, a bunch of different stories. How much effort you put into that. And Thank you. Different voices, and oh my gosh, I, I can't... It's, you know, it's one of the things that you don't realize until you start doing something like that. How much work goes into it? I mean, because I mean, the the short stories and the the creative fiction that I've done on this show, you don't realize it until you start working on it. You're like, holy cow! Yes. It takes four hours to get one hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, the, you know, to bring it back home for the flash fiction, like the Chris Massacre episode, that was all that and the Halloween episode from last year were all flash fiction, which was awesome. I think the Halloween episode was like an hour and a half long. There's like 13, 14 authors that sent in work for that. And yeah, I mean, it was great just because it was, you know, you could do a 500 word story in about, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes, get it all edited, music and and all that stuff. But it was a, it was a whore doing that one. So at the, what it was fun, I mean, but what makes it, what makes it pull off is it is so much goddamn fun doing yeah. it. It's a labor, like you said just recently. It's a labor of love. Yeah, absolutely. So at the retreat, um, how many how many writers came out? What was the? I I would say maybe Gosh, like six, seven, seven. It was like fifteen. Yeah, it was like fifteen between fifteen and twenty writers. And then like their spouses and you know, and then like you know, like uh, editors, like Liz was there. Yeah. So was it like boot camp? Like they like have you guys just oh, like doing no. writing exercises we and stuff? Had, like or? little like a seminar kind of thing where we talked about di- like marketing and and um, promotion and stuff like how to use yeah, social like media. Sat outside and like drank beers and talked. I heard you guys did like a paranormal investigation. We did. Oh, that was awesome. That oh was my so god, fun. I ran. I yes, ran, you did. Ran. Wait, hold on, what? I I seriously I am like the biggest. All right, where, where'd you guys investigate? Well, we uh, this Post Town Elementary. Yeah, it's not. It's not haunted. Even not even like, remotely. No, 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 it's no, haunted no. by a Sid Haig lookalike <laughs> yeah. in his family. And a, yeah, Why'd you run away? Because I my imagination is way worse than ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, we went down into the basement, which when we were all down there as a group, I had no problem with. Like uh, you know, I'm taking pictures, snapping around. We walked down there, and it was dark. 
with like just our one flashlight swooping the place. <laughs> Seriously, I just got covered in shivers. I was like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I just like, had that conversation go. with someone today too. It's like you know. When you're when you're all by yourself, yeah. you're ten years old again. Everybody is. It's like you know we're we're all adults now, but those are layers put on top of like you put any of us in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere, in the dark with something strange going on, and I think anybody's gonna freak out. I, I just have maybe not John Towers. My imagination. He like, just I, I just I see things that could potentially happen. Like if someone takes a bad turn in the car, I automatically see the car accident. And everything that follows up into like a funeral. That's what so, happens like, when you're right. Uh, yeah, like I, I see everything like that. So I mean, when we went down to that basement, I saw like a whole stretch of events that I was not willing to partake in. And we, we I ran screaming, and he's like trudging out. Know. Well, see, that's just like okay, I guess I we're leaving. No, I felt so bad because yeah. like he really was looking forward to it, and I pussed out like I normally do. It's <laughs> Bad. You know, whenever I watch a horror movie, I watch it through a water bottle because it's all. See, that's funny to me. That's funny to me. Because when whenever I did the interview with you on Skype, we talked a little bit about that too, and and it it blew me away that you write horror fiction. It's and you, and you can't watch it. Yeah, no, I'm and terrible. Stephen King actually kind of said something about that, too. He said that, you know, that's what happens when you're a writer, because you teach your imagination to misbehave. So yeah, it, you can't stop it from misbehaving. It's a very good way to describe it, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have horrible, and I, I think, I, did I talk about this on before, where I have waking nightmares, where if I see something in a horror movie... Like, I wake up in bed and see that shit walk into my room, and I will rationalize it myself. I'm like, there's no way this is here. There's no reason for this. Like, and the biggest example is the Lady in Black. Is that the Daniel Radcliffe one? That, the Lady in Black comes after people who have children. I have no fucking children. Not even the people who have children. Just the children. Just children. children. And no children. There's no reason for that woman to even hurt me, yet... Because she was an old, like a Victorian lady in like a lace uh, shirt. And like, I, she's just like, is coming into my room like this. And yes. I'm like, no, 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 stop it. End it all. Yeah, no, no, I'm terrible. I can't, I can't. My, my imagination is too, it's too rough. And no. I can't deal with it. You're a, you're like a full, full-time writer. That's, I, a, that's I what am. you do. Do you ever have a writer's block? Never. I don't believe in it. There's no such thing as yeah, writer's I don't block. Believe in it. I stopped, you know, I'm here to tell you that there's such a thing as writer's block. It's, it's tripping <laughs> no. yourself out. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. There's no such thing as writer's block. There's such a thing as, I call, there's something I have, which is TMIS, which is too many idea syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like you have so much bombarding you at once, you can't get a straight line. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is why I use whiteboards and organizational tools to kind of streamline my, my thoughts. Um but yeah, I, I don't believe in writer's block, and therefore it has no effect on me. It's like fucking Jared the Goblin King. You have no power over me, bitch. Take your giant crotch and white pants elsewhere. <laughs> your Chipangela's balls. Yeah, your your happily balls. Your happily balls. That's right. Take them elsewhere and get out of my face. I bounce my balls for no one. Basically, the way I view that kind of um, that manic feeling and that that when you feel crazed about not being able to focus or get a handle on an idea is I say, this is my brain. I own it. This is the idea I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Now. I used and to get it. And then when it gives me trouble, this is the idea I'm going to focus on next. Yeah. 
It's just, it's your brain. They're yeah. your thoughts. You just kind of elbow drop it. Seriously. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, know, you just write. I mean, and eventually it becomes something. I mean, it will. It, I mean, I used to get it sometimes too, but what I'll do is I'll just, I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm going to write and this is where I'm going to end up and I'll just try to get there. And if it's crap, it's crap yeah. for the first page or two. And then it starts to make sense. Uh, and then, you know, you might have a great run of, you know, gr- you know, wonderful pages and then you have a bunch of crap in the middle yeah. and then great stuff and then crap. And, and that's why rewriting there's something is called yeah. editing. And even the do. crap is useful because within that crap, there might be one character or Absolutely. one idea or one, one phrase or at yeah. least it'll tell you how you don't want, which way you don't want exactly. to go. Exactly. Right, yeah. Exactly. You know, you just got to sit down and pump it out. I mean, I did the thing, I wrote a freaking story where the only characters are a leaf and a squirrel. A leaf and a squirrel, people. The, squ- <laughs> the squirrel was a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> a leaf and a squirrel. I bet that leaf had a lot of personality. If a story about a leaf and a squirrel, you can goddamn think of something. <laughs> so, on so I know like you write all different kinds of genres, yeah. too, right? Yeah. So how many different projects do you have like on your oven at any given time? That's a tough one. It's um, a tough one. I have a lot on the back burner. So, yeah, I, I would say I work on probably four or five things simultaneously what about you throughout the day um well I mean you know at this point it's not even by choice it's just the shit that I have to do so I have to kind of schedule but I've got like about four or five different projects going on kind of at the same time is that including the radio that's yeah that's including uh my writing uh the next book um, Jess roped me into this uh, story a week thing. Oh, yeah, yes, that's what um, we should talk a little bit about that too. Um, the the band project, which I'm, you know, I'm just trying. To, I heard I heard some asshole asked you to pre-read some of his stuff too. Is that is that included in your four or five? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, well, no, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, John's been uh, working on a graphic novel, and it's like, oh, here's next, you know, I'll get, I'll do my bad John Towers impressions. Like, here's next novel, done. Here's next chapter. Take a look. No rush. And I'll read it, and, and it's really fantastic shit. It's oh, really great. Man. I mean, it's gonna, it, it's gonna be cool. I can't wait for other people to check it out. Oh, thanks, awesome. thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's awesome. That made my day. Getting that portrait. Oh, oh you got yeah. a zombie portrait too? No, it was a zombie one. He just sent me a picture, and he's like, "Here's you." I was. Oh, that's awesome. I was like warming up one day, and I'm like, "Where's that picture of her with her hair like a punk rocker?" Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "This is the most bad." It, it was a huge plush that you sent it to me while I was hammered. Because I was like, "Oh my god, I think, is this what I look like?" I'm amazing. <laughs> this is what Jessica McHugh looks like without any sleep. I'm scared, and I'm scared of horror movies. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking, John. What, we know what we could do with this. We could split this in two. We could put half of this on my show and half of this on yeah, yours if you want. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, just you know, end the show at one point and go okay. And for the rest of the show, tune into Wait, Red Horse Radio. Let me do the split. Is that when I pee? Yeah, we are. We can. We can certainly. This. We can certainly take uh, take a quick break. I don't want to take the microphone in there. <laughs> yeah, that would be Leslie Nelson bad. Yeah. Well, you want to do uh, the story a week thing, and then we'll yeah, yeah let's, we'll let's talk a little bit about uh, story a week. So, uh, Jessica, who came up with this challenge? Well, 
Well, I mean, it's a, it's a Ray Bradbury quote. Yeah. Um, not word for word, but he basically said you, it's impossible to write 52 bad stories in a row. Yes. Like, statistically yeah. speaking, you, you have to come like up with something readable. Yeah, yes. You can't write 52 bad stories in a row. So I was like, well, I'm going to challenge you on that, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown yeah, down. And, and I was like, I want as many writers as, that I know to join me because, you know, if anything... I, I love to encourage people to write. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like so many people are out there wanting to write and they just don't have anyone supporting them. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get someone to support you when you're starting out as a writer, family, friends. They just don't get it. Right. Um, so I, I felt like I really needed to be that person for some people, even though I'm this far away girl who's just always showing her cleavage. <laughs> you know, belting out Broadway. Yeah, belting so. out Broadway. <laughs> You know, if anything, I want to help people uh, just get out their frustrations through fiction because I think it's a wonderful way to live your life. (laughs) It certainly helps me. So I, I you know, I didn't challenge people, but I was like, I'm going to be doing this. Please join me in this journey of writing a story a week. So do do these people like report back to you? They don't. They don't really report back. But I, you know, I ask people how they're doing, and I encourage them along. And you know, they some people write comments about how you know how they're going. So we're we're on the eleventh week, starting Monday. Oh crap! I gave someone the wrong information. Oh boy! They'll sort it out. Oh well, whatever. She's going to be ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote yeah. 53 shorts. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're starting week 11 come yeah. Monday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some people have dropped off a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can catch up or, yeah, hell, man. If you, you know? do 20, if yeah, you do 10, if, if you, know? you Yeah, if you write 10 stories an entire year, you know, good on you. Yeah. If you write 20, 30, hey, man, I, I plan on writing 52. I, yeah. You know, I'm... But, you know, if you, everyone should just try their hand at it and just see what they can do. Because if anything, it helps you experiment with a different style every time you write a story. It's so much fun. It's like that leap of faith moment where you're like, I have this idea, but I don't know if I want to devote time into it. Well, I'm only burning a week, you know, trying to flesh out this whatever crazy idea. And, and, you know, short stories, I believe, are the hardest thing to write. Absolutely. And, you know, I definitely had, like, where I started a a story one week and it was taking way too long. So I had to write a new story on top of that (laughs) that week so I could finish the original story the next week and count it towards my, my next story a week. So... I mean, I, I have a bad habit of writing way too much in a short story, and uh, it's it's a tight story arc because I mean, you have your beginning and your end and your middle, and you have to know where you're going from start to finish. I have, yeah, I always want to explain like the history yeah. of the world, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I tend to drag it out a little bit. But you know, I've I've written stories that were 900 words. I've written stories that were 7,000 words in a week. Yeah. I mean. It's so much fun, and even if you don't do the entire year, anything that helps, if you want to write a short story, it helps you write a short story. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's so much latitude to do different types of stuff because you know you're going to be you know if you if you're writing mostly you know dwarf porn fiction, which what? I do, all which the she time. which she does constantly. Who, who doesn't do that? I know. Yeah, nobody I want to know. It's, then it's not worth writing. I mean, it's it's what's in now. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you got to blow the market. On yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if 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 you're writing, if you're stuck writing one style of 
stuff, you can kind of step away from it for a little bit and write different. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, wrote, I wrote the la- last week. I wrote um, a story in the form of a self-help pamphlet, and it's called "So You Have a Vagina on Your Face." <laughs> It was inspired Just, by... You, you might know, need to know. Yeah, it was yeah. inspired by someone I knew who was writing about the misogyny that has been going around in a lot of the writers' groups, oh, uh, the bigger oh, writers' groups, and she had said, I'm writing this, um, or I'm speaking with the vagina on my face, and I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if someone had a vagina on their face? So I, I wrote a self-help um, pamphlet for people that are born with the horrible, horrible disease a face uh, vagina. Yeah, face vagina. Yeah. And so I think we really need to call a lot more uh, attention to it, because a lot of people are suffering out there, and yeah. we really need to get them more lube. <laughs> Keep their faces moist. I had a, a buddy a buddy of ours stop by my table today, and he was showing off his flash fiction on his website that he, or uh, not flash fiction, but story week thing mm-hmm. that he's doing. Oh, awesome. And, and he wrote... Um, he wrote it as like a, a house, like a, he's selling a house, oh. <laughs> and it was like steep staircase, you know, in case you want to, you know, shove someone down. Oh, up. that's awesome. And that's like, pretty cool. And like a, you know, walking distance from a cemetery for body disposal that's and this awesome. kind of stuff. And I was just like, that's, right on. That's what it's for. Yeah. yeah for I mean, experimentation. I, I came up with the, uh, the sequel idea for Demon's Dolls and Milkshake on week three. Oh, wow. That's nice. so cool. And, and it, uh... You know, I'm not rocking up blow anything on it. Well, boom, right. But, uh, Coyotes, come on. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, you know, uh, a, lo- a lot of, uh, a lot of John's work has to do with, uh, like history and hierarchy of, uh, heaven and hell, angels and, and other supernatural beings and stuff. And, you know, the, the main char- one of the main characters from Demon's Dolls Milkshake is a demon. And I'm like, that's yeah, right. Let's break, you know, There's let's a great break. character in that book. No, Gene, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Gene. Somebody dropped their wallet. <laughs> you know, I should grab that because it might have some cash in it. <laughs> it's a kiss wallet. There's probably no money in it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon likes to go shopping, so it's always important to have some extra cash around. <laughs> and I just, and it was a real quick. It's like a 1,500 word story. I'm like, holy fuck, that's the. And it's not going in the book, but it's like, okay, here's the background. Here's the background for right. the entire fucking book. It got, it got your, so awesome. it got your juice. It got exactly. Your juices that's what it's boiling. for. Because I had started writing a sequel like like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And I stopped. I'm like, fuck, I don't know where to go. Right. And then like this was just like holy living fuck, which is my greatest cl- exclamation yeah. to do. Yeah. It's like holy living fuck. Batman? By Saxon's beard. By Saxon's beard. <laughs> inside joke. Um, but it's true because like, a lot of people we know are usually writing just a novel. Yeah. And like one of the greatest things, to, I mean, sometimes you just get so fucking bored with your novel. Yeah. Like you need something to break it up. You need so, to like, let your mind go a little bit. So have, have you guys thought about doing, or you in particular, since you seem to be like the driving kind of challenger ah. the uh is like opening up a wordpress and having people like post their their I mean, short stories i thought or... about it but i'm super lazy and i'm already doing all this <laughs> stuff so that seems like yeah. a lot of work that's like i mean there there is so, I, I definitely thought about it yeah. and i was like <laughs> you know, there, submit all your stories to I'm the library a yeah right the weekend, right like, eight other <laughs> like i would love to but yeah yeah no <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, th- I think yeah, there's a certain point. It's like, you know, it's great to be busy, but Maybe it's like, year. you know, one, like, I was losing my fucking marbles, like, yeah. around November, December, like, on, I have all of this shit, holy li- yeah. holy crap, you know, what the fuck am I going to do? And you know, the Wicked Library took an entire month off, but not really, because I was doing, you know, you're playing catch-up, basically. I was, right. yeah, yeah, I was playing catch-up, like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and then I still had to fucking record intros and outros to the, uh, all right, I feel like you guys are best of being aggro against me. I'm sorry for bringing it you up. Jesus. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 I'm leaving. Do you know our lives are terrible? Why do you think we drink? So I mean, terrible? I think it's I think it's tough too though because if you're if you're creating a website like that, technically you should be moderating it because you don't know what people are going to try to put up there. And while we don't want to curtail people's freedom, there's certain things you don't want to associate yourself with necessarily. Dude, a spam bot called me a bad speller the other day. <laughs> like, that shit was totally a spam bot, and it said, you need a better spell check. Also, visit my website for Viagra pills. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's tremendous. Asshole? <laughs> Well, why don't we uh, take a break and actually, you know what? We can just break here and this is uh, the end of the ninth story episode. For the rest of this interview, go over to Red Horse Radio. Whoop, whoop. Yarp. Lots of prizes there. That's right. You've been listening to the ninth story podcast. A Hicks and Fabulous production. Break it.